Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You forget what happened. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Welcome. Harriet's accusing me of calling her a cock, which I didn't, but anyway. We started 20 minutes ago. You called me a cock. I didn't call you a cock. There were a few technical issues to begin with. God. Because <laughs> yeah. Lucy's been away for two weeks and her mic's been like gathering dust. I said it was a dust issue. It's been, it's been hijacked. It wasn't a dust issue. But anyway, welcome to Umbridge on the Couch. Welcome back. An in-depth look at the archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Jeff Thomas, Lucy V. Freeman and Matt Rodriguez-Payne. Now, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. Quick catch up on the week we missed. Highlights were Helen and Lee in the car having a row while Lee sat in his booster seat in the back (laughs) while she passed his juice to him before suggesting he went outside for a run around. David revealed that he seems to believe being a lesbian requires a training course and some sort of freshers week. And Ian and Helen forgot that they hated each other. And Paul is outed as a birthday fascist. We began this week with Missing the Flower and Produce show, which is a bit of a shocker, especially as Derek Fletcher pipped Jolene in the buttonholes, apparently, which must have been quite the spectacle. <laughs> Freddie flew back from wherever the hell he'd been and celebrated it by watching a chicken cook in the oven. He wasn't entirely convincing about travelling round Europe, telling everyone how he'd enjoyed the Uffizi in Berlin and paddling in the Rhine under the Portuguese skies. Thankfully, his mother is apparently going back out with Mince Casey, who was the only member of the family smart enough to be able to read the words made in China on the bottom of the sandals he bought from the accessorise at Birmingham Airport. <laughs> Thank God Freddie appears to have given up on his DJing, so he won't have to listen <laughs> to him God. talk uncomfortably about beats dropping with Josh. Personally, I am happy that we're going to spend the next two decades listening to him talk about awful with mince. But I am getting ahead of myself. I need a job, he whinged. I'll do anything, anything at all, anywhere I'll take anything, but not Lower Loxley or Gay Grables. The only two places hiring in the whole of Ambridge. But I really need a job. So he's now a trainee manager at the abattoir. Elizabeth sounded less than chuffed at the prospect of sharing close personal time with two men that smell of liver, but there we are. Vince said in a faintly threatening tone that he felt, based on no evidence whatsoever, that Freddie would be a good little worker. And we all added mentally, or you'll end up in the grinder, my mate. As it was, it turned out okay with Freddie giving us a nice homily on the relationship between humane slaughter and meat eating. (laughs) Vince told us all about the blood pit and then they had a custard cream. (laughs) Over at Brookfield, Ruth reacted in her usual calm and measured manner to Stella and Pip's relationship. There was a bizarre little scene at the Flower and Produce in which she seemed to get terribly angry with Stella for standing innocently in line for a 99 and then got even crosser at her admittedly bizarre suggestion that the only way to get Hector the Bull to shift was by finding a woman who was wearing an always ultra. But, continuing the theme of mad cows, 
Ruth proceeded to tell her daughter in her 30s that she didn't like her girlfriend, didn't think she was right for her, and then demand that Pip not be cross with her. She really thought we were going to welcome her with open arms, said Ruth to David, without giving any reason why they wouldn't. Then Pip turned up and Ruth told her she was just telling David what a mess she'd made of things, which she hadn't been. And they all went off and had tea together and it was all a dream. I can't (laughs) help feeling that something weird happens with the writing with Ruth. It's like that paper game we used to play, Consequences, where each person writes a different sentence down and then folds the paper over, making the next sentence have no relevance to what's happened before. It makes Ruth sound entirely unhinged, which is unfortunate (laughs) for her and absolutely baffling for continuity. Anyway, the evening in the ball went as badly as we were all gleefully expecting. So bad we ended up in the loo with Ruth and Stella, actually in a cubicle at one stage. That's a first. As predicted by all of us, Fallon went off like a rocket about basically being offered her own job for less money by Natasha, who with her customary bluntness said, well, whether you take the job or not, you're not staying and you can take your moth-eaten rocking chairs with you, Cariad. Annoyingly, Georgie was the person that made the most sense and pointed out to Emma that it didn't really matter who she was working for, as working for the Archers was the same as working for the Fallons. Except it isn't, because the Fallons are nice and the Archers are mad as a box of frogs. Harassment, instead of catching burglars, tasering Rob Titchener, unsticking just up oil protesters or even talking to primary school children about road safety decided to take time out of his working day to have a row with his wife no wonder complaints about the police are on the rise if they spend their whole time in tea rooms bickering (laughs) and fallon ignored her instincts and decided to go ahead with the bridge farm brigade we're going to make it really upmarket not like the shite you were offering said (laughs) natasha whatever said fallon how much and emma poor emma Tess of the Danish pastries suddenly realised that her glimpse of management, of profit, of status was dashed with the one sentence that was meant to be comforting. It'll go on being just like normal. Emma, go and ask Uncle Oliver for some money and take over the electric charging station, make electric cakes, make whatever you like, but get away from Bridge Farm and keep running the end. Oh, it was really heartbreaking. It was. Oh, I really wanted to cry. We were all Emma. And Fallon we? just didn't get it, did she? Oh. She said, no, don't worry. It'll all be oh. just the same. And I oh. thought, oh, God, that's the worst God. thing you could say to her. And, and what was so heartbreaking was that Fallon was saying it in such a heartfelt way yeah, as well. Yeah, she really thought, you know, I've said oh. to them, as long as nothing changes for Emma. Oh. And then was like, ah, what do you mean? Nothing's ever oh. going to change for me. It's awful. I felt like this week was. Did you know that that the at the beginning of October, mid October, they're doing Lark Rise to Candleford. Mm, yes. The Archers are for their. I, I, it's for their two thousandth celebration okay. episode or something. Okay. But I felt like this week was a bit Lark Rise to Candlefordy, mm-hmm. with Emma being, you know, the sort of downtrodden. No, the heroine on down on her luck, yeah, you know, and sort of always inferior to other people, mm. and what with Vince being like a Victorian, yeah, or or uh, being the sort of uh, there was a I don't know I, maybe I was just imagining it because I knew that no I know what you rise, mean it was yeah there was something yeah. sort Feudal. of tales of the everyday but it was set in yeah quite, in quite an old fashioned yeah, yeah there was a lot of status stuff and yes. working and yeah. you know. One and, of and, our and, emailers has said a very good thing about that that I hadn't oh, picked up on at all. But oh, yeah, good. good okay. Uh, yeah, and Emma became a sort of heroine, didn't she? Mm. Or, or um, yeah, Natasha becoming the evil yeah. bit. Oh my God, I love Natasha. I love Someone tweeted I love... as it, as this tonight's was going on and just said, Natasha is so cold. Yeah, she's and she really is. She is 
an amazing character. I mean, yeah. the way she can... She's like a can... Venus flytrap. When Fallon said, yes. can we talk about bonuses? She just went, oh, okay. Yeah. And it was like, you could tell she just wanted to go, no, we can't. Because just be happy with what I've given you. I haven't yeah. got time to sort out oh, anything else. That's not quite what we were thinking. Yeah. Something more, well, just a bit sort of more... Less. Did she say really? laid back? Oh, yeah. Less. Less Informal. going on. Informal. thinking like a little Christmas tenor. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> Buy yourself a lipstick. <laughs> or free uh, one free coffee yeah. every week. How about that? A small one. Single. <laughs> not a double. But she's such a great actress, mm. I think, because she can well like stella she can convey so much in a tiny noise yeah. or word she is very very convincing isn't she i as, think as the ones character. that are the the ones what i like the best oh yes lucy which ones are the ones what without even hard. saying anything you can see the face that they're pulling oh my god that's incredible what you just said there you're saying the silences convey words Am is I? that what you're saying <laughs> do you think because i met my sister-in-law this week and i didn't even realize <laughs> she met her for the first time <laughs> uh i saw her and i knew she listened to the archers but mm. she listens to the archers more than i do <laughs> what do you mean how could she listen more than you do I presumably know, because... you listen from beginning to end don't you if you don't was... that could explain a lot but anyway it was tuesday night it was about half seven so obviously i hadn't listened to the episode and she was like oh my god did you hear did you hear tonight so and i was like hang on it played out about 15 minutes ago and we've been here for 20 minutes but um she well i completely forgot what i was going to say now but she said she hates natasha Oh, and I've forgotten the other thing. That the whole point of this story. You was said what something she said. about Friday night, and I said that's your Friday night is your night with Rufus, not what minor. No. Who? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, you know, you not have you not have you not been paying attention to anything I've said since we started this sodding? No, thing? no. I've just been thinking about what I'm going to yeah. say, Lucy, as usual. <laughs> waiting for the news to, for the noise to stop so I can. I'm start. waiting to read my purple bit in the script. <laughs> Oh, she said a po- she made a point about something that what we was talking about a second ago, but I can't remember what it was now. Okay, thank you so, for that insight. <laughs> Sorry, it was a really good point. Oh, I know what she said. Oh, she said, "Is Ruth in love with um, Stella as well?" Well, I thought that as well, mm. and I thought that's what she was going to say yes. this evening when she said, "Oh no, well the thing is," but I think Ruth's not in love with Stella, but she. It's like having a friend that you're not in love with, but they are you're possessive about them because mm. they're your friend. Mm. And I think, actually, I can understand Ruth's reaction because I, it is weird for her because even though, you know, in our eyes, Stella can't be her best friend because they've known each other 10 minutes. If, it, if it's your best mate and then your best mate starts going out with your kid, then that's just a bit weird for you because you've lost your you've lost that best mate you can't they're not going to be your friend in the same way ever again and I know that's what they were discussing this evening but I really did feel for Ruth actually and I could see why she was being all over the place and I thought Pip was pretty blind and stupid not to uh sort of clock that I think (sighs) And Stella, to be honest. It's, it, the whole thing makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. 
Yes, not too, Lucy. Not because it's not Ruth and it's not Pip and Stella that makes me uncomfortable. It's, it's Ruth, Ruth and Stella. Yeah. Ruth yeah. and Pip and Ruth and Stella. Yeah. And Ruth makes everything all about her. But it's like she's it, but it it is pretty much like she is in love with you know, yeah. she is sort of in love with Stella. They had that special relationship. She had an a fun new bestie and now her fun new bestie's been taken away from she's her and so it's a bit humiliating in, I think yeah and she's so intense she's one of those women that feels oh, yeah. like she's in competition with her daughter well and she her has, relationship is too they're too yeah going oh, Pip tells me everything David and yeah. I was thinking well she shouldn't be telling no. you shouldn't want her to tell you everything no you shouldn't exactly. know everything about her sex life yeah. for god's sake and what the bit that made me go oh no oh no was when ruth said to stella when they were apparently down the lavatory together um <laughs> it was funny i liked all the little funny scenes this week <laughs> I suddenly, when it's, when it's all this flushing i thought <laughs> i really like how close that. do we have to be are we like clinging under the rim like the harpic was no but even still it was like no ruth was like <laughs> you're following me into the toilet <laughs> We've all followed you into the yeah. toilet room. I was We're waiting for this you. moment, Stella. I didn't think I'd come tonight. <laughs> Not perched on the sink in the ball. I think um, it was when she said to her, because normally I'd be ringing you and talking about and discussing R- Pip's new girlfriend with you, Pip's mm. new relationship with you. And I thought, you should not be discussing your 30-year-old daughter's relationship with with other people. Well, you might. But, no, I mean, her point was Ooh. something that... Yeah, but because they're all so... They live too closely yeah. together, so... And this world is very tiny, isn't it? <laughs> I, I mean, when, when, when uh, Pip said, oh, Linda's organising that ball... And then Stella was like, ah, oh, it's not my thing. And Pip was like, it's not my thing. And then Ruth was like, oh, it's not my thing. And David was, David was like, it's not my thing. I was like, God, get out <laughs> then. Do something. What Don't, is your thing? What, you haven't got it, a what, thing. So you're just going to spend another night yeah. at Brookfield. Yeah. Going to sleep in front of the telly and complaining yeah. about how tired you are. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you just take yeah. cards? There, there, but, there, but there is, yeah, I mean, it's, they're, they're either eating dinner at theirs <laughs> Or they're at the book, which yeah. is fine. Of course, you know, people are busy and yeah. people don't have the money to go anywhere else particularly. But it's, they are so boring. Yeah. yeah. And they, they're too much in each other's pockets. But it's, this, it's, it's, inter- but it's the nature of the thing, isn't it? I mean, the natural thing is your children hit adulthood and leave. And then yeah. there's no then there's no drama anymore. There's no soap opera because your conversations are via text or whatever, and you see each other, you know, every now and again. But there's not that kind of continued thing. So they have to have Helen living a hundred yards away from Pat and Pip living a hundred yards away from uh, R- Ruth, you know. And and it's it is too in- intense, and it breeds this kind of slightly berserk feral madness well also the, the, the it, they've they've sort of been given Ruth and Stella, um Ruth and blah, 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 Pip and Stella have sort of had no choice but to become girlfriends mm. really quickly yeah absolutely rather than just sort of you know mm. a month in deciding yeah. they do you want to go out with me yeah <laughs> you know but they but they've had to be they've sort of been which I feel a bit uncomfortable about because They've been forced together quite yeah. quickly, haven't they? I feel like Stella hasn't been given much room to breathe. 
Well, it's or, like, you know, you... <laughs> Well, you know what it's like in a in a village or in any small community, mm. even if you're in a student community. Yeah. If somebody sees you with somebody oh, more than oh three times, they'll yeah. say, "Oh, does she, is she going out with him? when Did you're she young?" Fancy him? Yeah. So, but when that's still happening when you're thirty-five, yeah. and that every you, you can't have a drink with anybody without everyone going, "Oh, I see they were having a drink together." Yeah. Oh, you know, it's awful. It is awful. Because you, but, you're getting fast-tracked. It's not you fast-tracking. Exactly. It's everyone else fast-tracking. Yes. You. Well, they've said we're a couple, so we must be a couple now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's not a lot of room. No. I thought Josh was in Josh was in good spirits this week. He was. He was quite chipper, wasn't he? Yes. I, I, he was nice, Josh, this week. Yeah. He was what's, a bit like Ben. What's he doing? Or is he still doing the chickens? Or I'd completely forgotten that he'd moved in with Paul. <laughs> oh, yes. It took me a long time to sort of work out what all that what was going on. But um, I assume he is just doing the chickens. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And I feel like they give Josh quite a hard time. They're never very nice to Josh. And They're I know not Josh very is... nice to any of them except Ben. No. And that's only because Ben had a very yes. public breakdown. They're like, oh, right, okay. All right, so we have to take that one seriously. Right, we just won't bother with the others. But they... they they tease Josh in a mm. way that's fine. Of course, you know, like you're the sort of lazy one. You're never going to get anything done. But you sort of think, well, Josh, to to give him his dues, is the only one that's made a sustainable business and sort of, and kept it afloat in the last. He's mm. been doing those eggs for a long time. I well, don't know. I just sort of felt like they were yeah, a bit mean to Josh. Yeah, I agree. And the one time he did try, and the thing is, though, the one time he did try and branch out and do something entrepreneurial, he ended up. Oh, nearly yes. getting arrested. Didn't he? That's right. Yeah, that's where all this yeah. mistrust has stemmed from, isn't it? But that's Forgotten again, that's that. just family narrative, isn't it? If you're the one that yeah. you know There's is always one. X, then that's it. It's just set in stone. Then and then, for no matter what you do for the rest of your life, oh, you yeah. know, you know how forgetful she is, or you know how da 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 da, da she is, and you, yeah. that, that person's not like that anymore. But they're yeah. stuck with it, and he's not gentle, Ben. So they won't ever love him as much. Um, Vince, oh, oh, it's nice to have uh, Lizzie and Vince back. Did you think, Lucy? Yes, but yeah. with no explanation of where he'd been or because. <laughs> don't, seriously. Had you also, I'd completely forgotten that Freddie had been in Europe, had you? Yeah, I just thought he'd <laughs> wandered off. Yeah, it's I was probably like, in the wood with the pigs or something. <laughs> Portugal what? and then of course it all came back to oh yes clubbing but but it was clever I thought it was clever what they did bringing him back to boast about and then yeah. having to admit that of course <laughs> it's the most stupid idea and but actually that really worked I thought because mm. he's he was so annoying when he was what was he DJ yeah F buzz DJ or DJ big Freddie big, flaps big, or something DJ. I think Freddie um uh, they could have done that really annoying Archer's thing where the fantasy builds up and we're all going, oh, for God's yeah. sake. And, yes, they could You know, have and done then that. he tries to tell them and they don't listen yeah. and whatever. But at least it was mercifully, the cycle of deceit was merf- mercifully short for once. Yes, so, yes, yeah. yeah. But and no, I had completely forgotten ab- that. But surely the last we heard of Vince, am I wrong, Harriet? The last we oh, heard yes. of Vince... Lizzie was giving him the cold shoulder mm-hmm. because um, of the David, uh, because David was angry with Vince because he'd been mean to Ben about the pregnancy. Oh, yes. And yes. the pregnancy and, and his, Vince's daughter. 
So yes. that was the, and then Vince sort of disappeared on a, a UK wide tour for about yeah. <laughs> a year, and then well, we he thought him and Lizzie up. were having a, having a bit of a break. Yeah, making bloody roast chicken, and you know everything's well. I think we again. knew that him and Lizzie were still together because she did say, "Yeah, we can carry on." But they tried to have dinner, didn't they, with David, and that was a disaster, yeah. and a big row, and somebody walked off out. And Elizabeth said, oh, I don't know what to do, you know, he's being so childish or something. Yeah. And then he disappeared. And now he's back and everything's great. So. Yeah, but that's the archers, Lucy. <sighs> I know. Why, Why do I expect you surprised? it to be? I don't know. <laughs> I know. But it, it but, but suddenly as well, taking Freddie under his wing. Is, yeah. It was quite, I thought it was quite sweet. <laughs> Did you like it or not? Did you not? I just I thought... think there's no, there's just <laughs> How you could, you know, Tuesday. My plans for being a DJ aren't working out quite as I thought. I'm going to be a lollipop Wednesday. lady instead. It's the abattoir for me. <laughs> it's just... There were some quite annoying things happening in it. And it must be to do with that only having a minimum number of mm. actors in the booths together mm. or something. Because there were quite a lot of scenes played two and two and two and two mm. and like for example when jolene was like hi freddy yeah and he's he was in the car so no one answered you know <laughs> but then then there was another scene where it was vince and freddy in the car and i was just thinking why couldn't they just why couldn't they just have had that chat together the three yeah, of them yeah. why do we have to go jolene and vince yeah. and then vince and freddy and it just sort i of think like, they'd used up all their multiple people scenes with yeah, ruth really david annoying. stella and <laughs> pip in and the ball maybe Freddie going, ooh, hobnobs, jolly mm. good. And then that was all fine. But obviously we all thought uh, Freddie was going to be a disaster at yeah. the abattoir. And, but, I, yeah, what's, what, is, what's going, what is the new, um, where is this segueing, Lucy? Well, do you want, I have theories. Yes. Good, do you want good, to know my good. theories? Yeah, definitely. With an eye to the future. Oh, yeah. Um, that scary thing, yeah. like 2024. Um, no, I kind of mean like 20, 20 past Where two. are we now? Next 20, week. 2030 so or something. Oh, right. Um, okay. So the industry's going to change. Is that a child shouting? Who's not going to do what? <laughs> they that sounded very dramatic. They, well, the older ones, no, uh, no, the oldest one threatens the younger ones with texts to their teachers. Like... <laughs> I saw her naked in the bath <laughs> or a boy said hello to her or you know like there's just these threats that clearly are never going to come to pass but the little ones are like she said she was gonna text and tell her that I farted in my bed well, and that's anyway, really it's funny. <laughs> That's so tedious. <laughs> and what can I say? Except that's just never going to happen. Yeah, Go away. <laughs> just get in the bath. Oh, they're so horrible to each other. They're so annoying. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> when I was, I had some. There's nothing to do with anything, but I had my head sh headshots done today. Oh. Which was, yeah, painful, actually. But but then halfway through, because the photographer was really nice and trying to just obviously, like, chat and make me all mm. relax and stuff. And I was telling him, and he just went, so do you love being a mum? 
just sort of, I looked into the camera and my my sort of gaze was empty. <laughs> my the hollow eyed stare. <laughs> I was like, that'll be the headshot I'd choose. Yeah. He didn't have children, <laughs> anyway, did he? <laughs> no. Oh God, no. He was thirty-one. He was okay. gorgeous. Right. He was yes. like, a, you know, part-time yeah. actor. Yeah. yeah. Got, got a successful photography business. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was just like no loving children. life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make me feel yeah. like I you know, absolutely. Phew, I just roll those shows. Roll those shows. Oh my God, amazing! Oh, this is so beautiful. Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and like he was like doing all that, and I was like, oh my God, these photos must be amazing. I must look incredible because he was like, yes. Oh yes, give me yes. That oh, that's the one. And then I looked at them and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Are they not good? Oh no, no, they're fine. They're fine. But you know, you imagine. Well, oh, I no. don't know how often you get your headshots done, but when you get your headshots done, you sort of imagine the end product being excuse me you. as if i've ever had headshots for <laughs> my passport photograph head- i've had that yes 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 that <laughs> you, what you, must mean? Have had, you must have had professional headshots no for your business no but you're a businesswoman give over <laughs> oh lucy you've got to go and have some i have headshots. not got to do anything you do it's part of being in the business i'm not in the business <laughs> natasha will definitely have had her headshots oh my god she has them refreshed every six months i should think <laughs> she'll go full I did makeup once, i've had i've had i've had shots taken for when i've written things and yeah, the, yeah. the times photographer came around once and Ooh. i i had on um this this uh jumper like a v-neck jumper and it I, I was supposed to be with the children so i was and the children were little so i was lying on the floor on my stomach with the children <laughs> and he was above me and he went can you do a bad nap it's a it's a family show it's a family magazine love <laughs> You're the one peering down, you know, from where he was. It must have looked like an aerial shot of the M6. But anyway. <sighs> oh, he was very nice. Yeah, that's professional. But again, he was, he was very, very charming. They weren't yes, headshots. They are. It was, he was taking photos of something entirely different. But he was very charming, very good looking Australian. Yeah. An Australian chap. You have to be attractive, I think, because A, you want your, you know, your your what's the model to love you mm. and to love looking at you mm. i could have looked at him all day and he had this oh god he had this such a charming smile and whenever he smiled you just couldn't help but smile Lucy. <laughs> apart from when he asked you if you loved being a mother <laughs> yes because i think that's when he was trying to get me to look vulnerable <laughs> <laughs> and he got furious that wasn't why it was no no vulnerable vulnerable not really psychotic frown <laughs> he can filter out (laughs) i kept saying you know that red bit could you will you be able to um will that just be you know airbrushed away (laughs) no it's all fine but you know you sort of expect that you're going to look like nicole kidman in the photos you you forget that the the raw material (laughs) remains yeah it sadly it does and my hair which was not looking great weirdly it didn't look any better in the <laughs> photos i think How he thought i was going for the puffy look one. yeah <laughs> when you've taken a picture of it it still looks shit like, how does yeah. that happen I wanted it to look sleek and like bombshellish, and instead it looks like I've just come out from the rain, which I have. And it just looks frizzy and awful. I'm sure anyway, you look gorgeous, darling. It's fine. Gorgeous. It's fine. It's only for you know, it's only for you know, bits and bobs, websites and that. Mm. It'll be fine. I think I'll just keep my old one, which is from 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep it. 
because it's so nice. <laughs> I like your headshot with all the, the wavy hair. Yeah, thanks. I like it too, but it was a long time ago and I don't really look like that anymore. Oh, yes, you do. It's fine. Oh, anyway, that's very nice. Uh, so, sorry, I got a bit sidetracked there. Oh, uh, it was your children. I was trying children. to think how the hell we started. It was your children. <laughs> the children. Threatening each track. other with <laughs> photographs to their teachers. Texts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, was it weird, Emma and George? I thought that was weird. It wasn't weird, but again, it was like Lark Rise to Candlefoody, sort of mm. the walk, them walking down a yeah. path, having a yeah. heart to yeah. heart. Yeah. There's, yeah, something... I don't know. Something... And he, she said, are you coming to walk your old mum home? Yeah. And everything. And, but she wish she'd stop deferring to him. Yeah, yes. Teenage boys need slapping down continually. They don't don't listen to them and kind of encourage them and, you know, tell them. Well, because he, he still <sighs> has the tone of nasty George. Yeah. But actually, he made sense. <laughs> yes. Annoyingly. Yes, he did. He did. Yes. Mm. Oh, he said all the right things. Yeah. Yeah. But I do, don't you think what's going to happen is this, is that Harrison's going to turn around to Fallon and say, I've got a brilliant idea. Let's tell them to stick their job up their ass. And because I think Natasha will say we're about those bonuses, mm. we've had a think. And, yeah. Or, some, you know, that or yeah. maybe she's going to start there and it's yeah. not going to work out. Yeah. And then yeah. her and Harrison. And then I felt sorry for, Har- for Fallon because I did think... It, yes, it's actually, this is not fair. How mm. come Harrison can suddenly go part-time? Harrison, when he went part-time, should have thought, is there a possibility that Fallon might lose her job yeah. or because she's self-employed, she might have a bad year? Why wasn't this sort of put into the contingency plan when he went part-time <laughs> if he's so worried about the mortgage? Because they haven't got a contingency plan. They didn't think about it for longer than two seconds. And he said... Oh, it'd be lovely to go part-time. And she went, do it, just do it. Just hand your notice in, just tell them you can't. Blah, blah, blah. And we were all going, what? No. <laughs> yeah, and I thought it was a bit mean, actually. Mm. Anyway. Yes. Well, it's just, it's, as soon as anybody has anything to do with Bridge Farm, any financial sense that they may have had just yes. gets sucked out of them. I really hope it goes wrong for Natasha oh, and Oh, me too. <laughs> oh, I was going to tell you my brilliant, my brilliant um, prediction, like yes. my twenty thirty prediction. About, oh yes, about, of course. Um, Fre- Sorry, uh, that's Freddy, where we got to. Freddie yeah. in the abattoir, the frabattoir. Yes. Let's call it the frabattoir. Yeah. <laughs> so the, um, they're going to start t- talking because meat production's going to change over the next ten years because more people are doing more meat-free things and yep. all that, and it's going to become they're going to have to do sustainable stuff it's going to change completely and freddie is somehow going to start turning he's going to take take over some land around lower loxley or something and he's going to be in charge of the lambs and the pigs and stuff and he'll slaughter them himself at the he'll he'll become like you know everyone's got their cause like the bridge farm lot are the organic they were the organic pioneers he'll be the pioneers of um, uh local local sourced um, sustainable wild meat and the processing of it and all that and he'll become a sort of a what is he going to self-slaughter or something yes all that stuff oh yeah oh. I think yes but by then by 2030 we might just be growing meat from um, mm. paper yes and putting it in a 3D printer yeah <laughs> and then there's no blood bath blood pit blood pit 
<laughs> oh, I love the way Freddie went, <laughs> and he went, no, it is a real blog, Pete, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, Freddie went, oh, is that another word for the stealth room? <laughs> or something, didn't he? <laughs> Freddie was good form this week. Oh. Uh, but it was good. I thought it was a really well-written week, didn't you? Yeah. There were no, there were no clangers. I, I'm, the only clanger for me was the lavatory flushing right in my ear hole. Yeah, but, I uh, quite liked that. Did you? I liked a bit of the... Yeah, the sort of unusualness of it. You don't expect to hear a flush. Well, I certainly don't. And you don't expect anyone to say menstruating. No. That was that no. was like someone mentioning a vagina of a bull or whatever they used to call it. <laughs> well, we have had menstruation bits. chat before, yes, haven't yes. we? With um, Emma and uh, Mia. Oh, yeah. Mm. Need to get some chocolates. Yeah. Okay. Are they absorbent then, chocolates? <laughs> Yes, me and Clary always use a Mars bar. Anyway, when Emma said to George, "Are you helping with the packing?" I could not work out what she was talking about, but I had forgotten, of course, that, because he's yeah. imminently moving in with yeah. Will, isn't he? And yeah. Poppy, Poppy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, some. Uh, this is from Craig Lucas. Sorry, yeah. this is just relevant to what you're just talking about. Yeah. Um, he said, "I've got a very bad feeling about the trio, and the trio for him being Brad, Mia, and Georgie." Brad and Mia are so pure and in love and George is a twisted, horrible male chauvinist and insanely jealous. Georgie actually fancies his stepsister. Ooh. I think it's going to go dark and he's going to do the unthinkable. That's all I'll say about that. Ooh. Mm. I don't think they would... I don't think they'd corrupt the loveliness of Brad and Mia like that. No. They, they're quite protective about Brad, I feel. Yeah. Well, we the all SWs. are, aren't we? Oh. Yeah. Um... Uh, you know we called the in 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 Crete. You know we called the cat Brad. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Brad and, Brad. and um, Georgie and Brad. Well, we called it Brad before we realised it was pregnant, and so then it became Chelsea. But <laughs> when every time we saw Brad, one of us would go hello, <laughs> hello, <laughs> and we were like competing to see who could do the most Braddy. Hello, <laughs> it's quite addictive. I love, I just yeah, love Brad. Sweet. He I has not blotted do. his copybook once, has he? I know, he? you love him. I know. You want to sweet. adopt him. I do. <laughs> um, oh, Pat Brown has emailed about Judy Bennett because we were talking about... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Hello, my name is Kenton. Yeah. Yeah. She said, uh, Judy played many other children's voices. As, uh, Judy played many children's voices as well as the Archer's children's voices she still voiced children when she was grown-up shula and sometimes played shula and a child in the same scene oh wow that's cool creepy she was also the voice of rupert the bear oh i didn't know that mm. I, I used to watch that yeah oh that's cool Ooh, part um jean genie said how nice it was to hear robert um uh, robert snell uh in, oh, in, in the, the in the what the hell is happening here? Yeah, um, and she said it made her realise how much she'd she missed him. Yeah, my sister in law said, "When do you think they'll kill mm. off Robert?" And I said, "I don't think they will. I think they'll leave him as a silent character." Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, and this is from uh, Jean Genie as well. And she says, "What Jean on Jean earth Jean. attracts Helen to Lee, and vice versa?" 
Sexual chemistry can't be easy to convey on the radio, but if there's a scale for this sort of thing, these two are below zero. In fact, they give me the ick. The car scene was like a mother collecting a student child returning from a gap year. He gets mildly (laughs) annoyed that she shielded him from the very serious happenings at home, yet a minute later gets excited about some interesting sweets. She (laughs) certainly tells him his opinion doesn't matter and suggests he needs a run like a boisterous Labrador that's been cooped up all day. You'd think Helen would have enough on her plate without taking on man-child Lee. What is in it for either of them? Mm. That is the, uh, that's the good point of, of like what do they both mm. get out of it? My sister-in-law said the same thing this week. She was like, I can't understand why ha- how Helen fancies mm. Lee and vice versa. I said because I think the only way to explain their relationship is that he oh is that a child? Off you go, darling. Is that he has a very good body? Mm. And she's physically attracted to him. Yeah. And he's physically attracted to her. And that's, that's well, it. Well, if you're Helen, the idea of having somebody protective around. Yeah. Yeah. Is in, probably in a karate going to be hugely suit. attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who, who looks physically like they can, you know, protect you. Chop bricks. Yeah. And they're yeah. white trainers. Um, but for him, God knows, mummy issues. Well, yeah, mummy issues. He loved yeah. it. No, because also he has the worst of the deal because also he has the boys as well. Mm. So he suddenly has to provide for four <laughs> kids. Yeah. Yeah. And and not see his own yeah. children. Yeah. Good God. It ain't going to last. No. Uh, this is from Elvis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, I just wanted to say Paul can bugger off with his enforced merriment. He may have unrealistically <laughs> gotten away with it with Josh, but as someone who likes to be private about their birthday, he has me frothing at the mouth. <laughs> that was really irritating. I found that really irritating. Yes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. He was like, he was quite childish, wasn't yeah. he? You've oh, got to come do on, something. Oh, you're, you're 27. I think I had a similar thing when I was about 27 or 26, whatever. You feel like you've you've entered another part of your adulthood. Or, or inadvertently because you haven't really caught up with yourself yet. Well, you're definitely not a kid anymore. Mm. And, you're, and getting close to 30, I remember being terrified of that. Really? Yeah, I mean, I remember it very well, Lucy, because it wasn't that long ago. Oh, yes, of course. It was probably yeah, about a week ago or something. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yes, Paul was annoying. Yes, extremely. Uh, Jocelyn Waller said that her favourite line of the last fortnight has been aspirational lesbian mentor. 
Oh yes, <laughs> who said that? That was, was so funny. It was David saying maybe <laughs> Stella's just like a lesbian mentor, <laughs> mentor for her. So Justin, I think, would like suggesting herself as as possible as being mentor. Um, she says, David was quite good value, wasn't he? He was this week. And when and when um, when uh, Ruth said tonight something like. But she always tells me everything. Why would she not tell me everything? You did. You. Um, she, well, she's not going to talk to me. You talk to her, David. And he said, "I can't talk to her. I don't know what I'm doing." And I thought you did such a better job of it than Ruth yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Ruth, she Ruth just said, "I emotional. don't know what I'm doing. I am backing away. You, you deal yeah, with this." Yeah. And he should have gone. Okay, right, and taken over. But in a way, why did they have to deal with anything? Why couldn't I they know, have just sort of left it's it for a bit? To do with them. I know, and to, to have an awkward sort of drink around the, oh, uh, the four God. of them, why couldn't they just gone, it's not really, I mean, it is our business because Stella's my friend, but on the other hand, I can't interfere with my daughter's love life. And they're going like a welcome to the family. Yes. She's just going out with her. It was funny though, wasn't it, when David was, so, uh, <laughs> when are you coming, the uh, your CV sibling here, life? Stella? <laughs> Your dad was in trucks, was he? Yep, I see you. I see you got your guide badge. That's helpful. <laughs> Stupid. I really like that. Oh, uh, Justin also says um, uh, that she listens to us when she's breastfeeding, and sometimes her laughter disturbs the baby. I'm sorry, Jocelyn. <laughs> Don't waggle that. No, what? What? Who? What? I don't know. Don't. Um, I'm actually trying to now imagine. Yeah, the baby might just lose its uh, yes. lose its lose its firm and grip. Do, then do that terrier thing that they do when they suddenly, <laughs> ow, yeah, like they're trying to sort of pull it off. Um, uh, yes, don't encourage us to be less funny, for God's sake, Jocelyn. Um, uh, Louise says she's found uh, a copy of the book Ambridge at War. Ooh. Uh, it made me wonder if there's any interest in Archer's fanfic, and who would you couple up in Fantasyland? Yeah. What, during the war? No, they're two separate things. What is what? What is the second one? Okay, so she's found this book called Ambridge at War. Yeah, yeah, which is during the war. And she has uh, posted it, so I'm going to uh, post it on the Twitters. But she also said, if anyone does any Archer's fanfic, and if they did... What's fanfic? Fan fiction oh, is when it's when people fiction. people you know fan sort of fiction. take over the take control of Got the it. narrative and say and, and yeah. let happen what they've always wanted to happen. Oh yeah. And yeah. who would you couple up in Fantasyland? So if you could put two characters together that haven't. Um, I still think Fallon and Jazza. I mean, yeah, that would be nice. I'd put Emma with Oliver. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Give her a nice life. Oh, yeah. You Do you know, know what? That is bang on. <laughs> she wouldn't have to have much sex with him because <laughs> no. he's very old and he'd yeah. probably die. He'd just sit in his chair. He wouldn't mind. No. Because, you know, he'd be so proud of her for reading. She could just walk around in a bra and he'd be very happy, probably. <laughs> and and she could have every every business idea, every everything that everyone else has. <sighs> Ollie, she could just say, Ollie. Write us a check, Ollie. I just... I just wanted to read another book and uh, go back to college and uh, buy a massive house. <laughs> That's okay. She could finally have that house she wanted yeah. on the estate. And the bloody Aww. coffee table. I know she got the coffee table. <laughs> and Ed wouldn't mind, I don't think. I think Ed would understand. I think yeah. he'd be like, you know what? She's worked really hard for yeah. this. 
So fair play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll go out with Tilly Button. Emma. Poor Emma. Yeah. Um, Amelia Jane has sent us pictures of the chickens, Lucy and mm. uh, Harriet, and uh, Fanny says, and Flaps. We can use. <laughs> We can use the, uh, them for our um, oh for our artwork our, our artwork if we would Thanks. like. I will send it to you. Uh, Michael Gorman, the doorman, says, um, as of Monday, Ruth's behaviour toward Pip seems passing strange. From someone who could tolerate the irresponsible weed, Toby, it's even stranger. Perhaps it will be explained, but now there would seem to be these explanations: one, she's a secret sophistophobe. <laughs> Two, she has long harboured fantasies about enjoying hanky and panky with Stella herself and is jealous. Three, as a lifelong nosy Parker, her nose is out of joint that she was not mm. the first to know about this. Four, perhaps a toxic blend of all the above. Mm. I think four is the correct answer. Yes, yes. Uh, and then he says, don't get me started on the appalling Natasha and the milksop Tom. <laughs> I think we've all got enough to say about those. <laughs> Two. Um, now, um... Oh, <laughs> this is from Claire Lawton. You make me laugh out loud each week. I had to pause while trying to paint my son's bedroom recently as I was shaking with laughter and almost painted the ceiling navy. Anyway, oh. just wanted to put Ooh, forward... Oh, that would be nice. It would, yeah. Because you could have a navy ceiling and then put those glow-up stars on it yeah. or something. <gasps> oh, that'd be good. Um, just wanted to put forward my prediction that Fallon will go for and win the contract for the cafe at the charging station. Yes. Going head-to-head -head with Natasha... Oh my God, the ruthless entitlement of that woman, she says. Yeah. And the rest of the archers to win over the coffee lovers of Ambridge. Let's hope she sticks it to them. Can also see a Fallon-Emma fallout when Fallon finds mm -hmm. out all this came about as a result of Natasha helping Emma in the tea room the other week. Oh, also, yeah. surely they can't just let the Rob story fade away, bracing myself for a big drama soon. Yes, there has to be. Yeah. Well, he hasn't gone. I mean, he's he's not allowed to... We need the... closure. Never mind, Helen. We yeah. need it. I, I'm sure they're going to do that. Mm. Oh God, how many times have I said that about, Rob, about that Rob story? I'm sure there's going to be closure. But <laughs> Is there no, a twist? Just... Helen, is there a twist? <laughs> but there has to be because he's still around. Mm. He hasn't gone anywhere, has he? Yeah. He's still around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Patricia Johnson... Uh, has been looking after her grandchildren. And she says, after a trip to Bournemouth Beach with the lively granddaughters, my son wanted us to make a little pilgrimage to our first house. And along the route, he walked to school. We pointed out Flora Thompson's blue plaque on Edge Hill Road. Flora Thompson being the writer of Lark Rise to Candleford. Ah. And discussed the novel and the pub named for it. The very evening was when Susan and Tracy were fighting over the book, propping up the wonky table. <laughs> Uh, and she also said, who is Doctor Who? That was an odd episode. The unknown voice leaving a message for an unknown brother. Oh, yes. Then Jim was making her a sandwich instead of directing her to the tea room or the pub. Did he ever get the plate back? She mentioned the cutlery, but not the plate. <laughs> who is the brother? I thought Ardil. of Ardil, but supposedly he is much younger, but she sounds young too. I didn't catch her name. After, I think it's Ardil, isn't I it? think it's Ardil. After yeah. all these years of wishing the village, villagers had a doctor to tend to their needs, hooray, a nice person. Yes. I can't wait to hear more from her. Yes, she does sound remarkably nice. She does, and I'm glad they've got a doctor back. Yeah. After Dr. Locke? I know, no, yes. No, they must have. No, no, and and then Dr. it was Locke. Dr. Dr. Thurston or something. They no, said, who was, was the... the doctor that Elizabeth fancied? Yeah, that was Dr. Locke. No, that wasn't Dr. Locke on EastEnders. Oh, no, that was Dr. Leg. Yeah. No, it was Richard Locke, wasn't it? Yeah, Richard Locke. <laughs> um, and uh, Horatia has said that she is calling Alistair and the new Doctor. 
Oh, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. <gasps> God, how yep. people are clever. She's they? calling it now. She says. Yes. She's getting it in early. That's amazing. <laughs> that would work beautifully. Oh, although he's... Not, what know, about but, old but um, Paul's mum? I know, but they're running out of cast, aren't they? I yeah. Mean, they can't bring... I can't keep bringing people back. Um, uh, uh, Katie uh, Palazzola says... I had a terrible week, and as Mercury is no longer retrograde, I can only assume it's because there was no Ambridge on the couch. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. 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 Um, uh, rooting for Pip and Stella, though I do think Stella can probably do better. Harriet, for example. Harriet. Oh. Hashtag Harriella. She put. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Katie. Is that Katie or Kate? <laughs> Katie. Katie. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. I'll take that as a massive compliment. <laughs> She said, Ruth has been so clueless. I'm surprised she didn't say, oh, no, Usha, that kiss you saw was probably just part of Stella's lesbian mentoring. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's in the market for a television soap, and I'm trying to decide between EastEnders and Coronation Street. Where will I find the most Archers cast members? Oh, well, I'd always say go Corrie. Yeah, me Because too. you're going to get, yeah, more laughs. Yeah. Mm. And it's slightly less... EastEnders are always setting things on fire and people are fighting and all that. Yeah, but they do that in Corrie now, Lucy. Corrie's not what it was. It's not what it was 20 years ago. Is um, Norris still on it? I don't know. Not sure. Actually, you know what? I haven't seen it for years. I don't even know if Roy's still on it. I assume he is. Oh, Oh, well done. Okay. Off you go. Thanks. That's the trouble as children get older, they just, they don't go to bed. No. Harriet, do you love being a mum? <laughs> do you I'm now love weeping. it with all your heart? <laughs> Lucy, it's what defines me. As a woman? As, as a, no, not a woman, as a mother. As a, okay. as a mother, mm. woman, lover, mm. actor, storyteller. <laughs> Podcaster, <laughs> but above all, what's your favourite word, <laughs> mummy or home? Oh, homemaker. Oh, yo, yo. Um, do you love? Do you love me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, I do. Yep. Can't. Yep. Love it. Bloody love it. Anyway, how's my hair? Uh, <laughs> um, Kate Lloyd-Jones. Ah, no, we're not going to do Kate Lloyd-Jones yet. Sorry. 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 Sorry, Kate. Sorry. We are going to do... you know my middle name do... is Kate? Is it? Mm. I was telling someone today I really wanted to be called Kate when I was younger. It would suit you, actually. I could see I you being Kate. I think it would, Lucy. Mm. I think I should have been Kate. Mm. Yes. How how different would you be if? You, what would you do as Kate so, that you don't oh, do as Harriet? I'd be so much cooler. Okay. okay. I wouldn't do a podcast about the Archers. Oh. I, <laughs> Fine. I'd be doing like I'd be piss doing off, about, Kate. I don't I'd know be, what you're doing on here. I'd be doing <laughs> one with Steve Lamac about. And um, I wouldn't do this podcast <laughs> with your sister-in-law because she actually pays attention. <laughs> I said that to Bex. I was like, I, it really put me to shame. Put everything that she'd... And then she kept giving me loads... Of, she's like Stephen Bowden. She kept giving me loads of facts from the old <laughs> days that I'd completely forgotten. <laughs> anyway, it's good that I've got a new fountain of knowledge. Yes. 
And it's taken me 20 years to discover. Um, Alison, uh, in the cat's home, she says, mm-hmm. uh, said, I was looking for new glasses recently and was somewhat alarmed to find that there is now an optical brand called Tom Archer. <laughs> if that wasn't strange enough, one of the frame styles in their range is named Kenton. Oh, I'm not no. at all sure I'd trust either Tom or Kenton with my eyesight or much else for that matter. <laughs> I think Tom would probably specialise in short-sightedness, to be honest. <laughs> um, she said, one vague prediction. I did wonder whether Henry might be the one to persuade Helen to let Jack meet Rob once before it's too late. Henry seems to have more sense than most of the Bridge Farm rabble and yeah. is the only other one there with the experience of never knowing what his absent parent might have been like. At the end of the day, he may conclude that Jack should at least have a single chance to see his biological father so he doesn't spend the rest of his life resenting his mother for denying him this. Helen can then fill in the whole story about Rob as Jack becomes old enough to understand. Well, I don't know. I feel like we've sort of passed. We've sort of like that's... Yeah, the ship sailed. The ship sailed on that one. Yeah. I think it might just be that Rob... Well, it could be that Rob, you know, it's the day before his dying day. Yeah. And Helen finally relents or... Who knows? Yeah. Oh, do you remember two weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, Hannah and Amy got an email via us from Ryushi. Oh, yeah, Ryushi, from their friend from uni. Who, yeah, well, now they're They're replying. acquaintance from uni. Yes. Uh, so this email is from Amy Merrigan and Hannah at the same time. So okay. it says, Hannah, not that one, Riley, and Amy here together this week. Imagine our surprise when we heard Ryushi's email. <laughs> P.S. Ryushi, I, Amy, think I still have a large hard drive that I borrowed from you in 2015 and never returned. Sorry about that, she says. (laughs) So Hannah has some advice for anyone who knows a relative or friend who is currently in the process of coming out. This made me cheer, this email. I don't normally read them before I read them out, but this one I did. Sounds obvious, but please do not make it about you. Ruth's behaviour this week has really pissed me off, but is also something we see play out in real life more often than you'd think. Folk who claim to be allies taking issue with the fact that their loved one is now dating someone of the same sex. It comes off as homophobic, even if that isn't the intention. Whether it be because you're not the first to know or if you're claiming to be protective, please just keep your opinion to yourself. Pip needed support and instead she got criticism aimed at Stella along with some weird jealousy. It means that if there were ever a problem in the relationship, she's now less likely to go to her mum than she was before. Want to drive a wedge between you and a loved one? This is how to do it. Amy says, aside from that, I feel like they should also just stop being weird. Leave Pip alone to her love life. I feel like everyone had an opinion when she was dating... Yeah, did everyone have an opinion when she was dating or shagging Toby too? Uh, We both felt a bit sorry for Freddie toward the beginning of the week because job hunting is horrible, whoever you are, but sympathy waned as real-world situations played out. Freddie gets a job as a manager despite Mm. having no experience, whereas Emma is turned away as a manager at Gay (gasps) Grables despite having bags of experience. I do believe that Freddie's essentially a nice boy, but I cannot stand it when he has his whiny little voice sometimes. (gasps) Yes. Predicting that Tom and Natasha will continue to be supremely irritating and smug as the weeks go on. Of course oh, they there's, will. There's um, a lot of lot of good stuff in that email. Yeah, but so d- d- they. I didn't actually think about the fact that yeah. So when when Ruth, yeah, she just sort of she could have just said, mm. "This must be quite weird for you as well, mm. Pip." And yeah. I'm here to support you. Yeah, tell me as much as you want to tell me. If you don't want to tell me anything, that's fine. You know. Yeah, but not. 
kind of, you have to tell me. How dare you have not told me? And and this is my opinion about it. And how are you going to deal with yeah. that? You know? Yes. Oh, yes. Poor Pip. Yes. Well, that's made me re-evaluate my feelings towards Ruth this week. Mm. I'm sort of on Ruth's side. But now I'm thinking, hmm, mm. actually, Pip's also dropped a bit of a bombshell on her mother. Like, you know, things mm. aren't as, as, you know, I'm going through something that might need you to be supportive yeah if it's her you know how will this affect me pip that's all she's yeah me me me. um and what was the other good thing um what you said about in the beginning you said about the lark rise to candleford thing and everything being a bit feudal and about the class system oh yes yes no that was amazing yeah i hadn't i hadn't thought about the parallel of emma yeah, being turned away. But well, she's did, been turned it, away twice. She's been turned away as much yes. because she she tried to. Nobody even considered Emma might like to be the manager of the team. No, room. no. Um, um, oh no, because when because when she said um oh yeah, and she found that new way of um yeah stocking the <laughs> lemonade or something, and well, I didn't even notice. But um, uh, no, but because it also yeah it it pissed me off a bit that yeah. Freddie had sort of like was jollying off to learn to be a manager. That felt very Lark Rise to Candleford, didn't yeah. it? Because you know it was all to do with you you, you know if it, your family business, wasn't it? Yeah. And you'd stroll in there with no experience at all and yeah. just be the manager. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously he's having to whatever whatever they do in abattoirs before you become a manager. <laughs> It's the blood pit. Chopping. <laughs> Chopping and scrubbing. And Dissecting. Killing. Um, right, we're going to do a bit of what the hell is happening here now. Yeah. What the L is happening? What the hell is happening, Vince? <laughs> this is the old one. I'll just play a little bit of it. Okay. I haven't answered my main question, Robert. Oh, um... The roadside cafe coming out of Haybury is probably the best option. And have a meal there as well. Of course not. What? With won't be time. But we can't just march in, use their facilities and blithely march out again. We can buy a bar of chocolate or something. Uh, yeah, I don't think they'll like that. I'm sorry, we can't risk more than five minutes per comfort break. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. yeah, I do. What is it? <laughs> what are you eating? Pecan. Oh. Um... Kate Lloyd-Jones said, what the hell were my words when Will popped up unexpectedly in the middle of Linda and Robert's argument about toilet (laughs) breaks? I think this might have been related to a competitive bird-watching event when they had to tick off as many species as possible in Borsetshire within a specific time period. They were going to travel around as many sites as possible to improve the chances of seeing different or unusual birds, hence the detailed itinerary. Linda was driver and, as was heard, was planning the route with her usual detail. Robert was chief spotter. Not sure, not sure what Will was doing in the team. Jim, of course, was also involved against Robert. I'm not sure if this was an organised event open to all or just Robert and Jim trying to settle an argument about birding skills. I seem to recall it ending in acrimony with accusations of cheating. What a surprise. <laughs> uh, she also, Kate, you are dead right. Uh, and she also oh. fills in some nice detail. On the age front, Pip is 30. Stella is more like 15 years older. I did say that. Thank you, you did very say much. that. Yeah. Ruth is 55. Oh, okay. And David turned 64 on the 18th of September. Oh, right. Oh, quite a big age. Oh, a massive age gap between yeah. David and Ruth then. I didn't know that. So, yeah, so so Stella and Ruth are much Maybe closer Maybe he'd like someone, someone um, 
Oh no, I was going to say someone older, but I'm not actually older than Ruth, so that's annoying. Oof. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Lucy. One day you and David will be one. Okay, okay, um, okay. So uh, James Everett has also filled in the gaps. This is the Great Borsetshire Bird Race. The Anbridge Aviators were Robert, Linda, and Will, and the other team were the Bullbirders. Jim being driven by Kenton. Oh, I don't remember There this. was a tip-off from Jim's secret weapon, Molly Button. A massive detour leaves Jim and Kenton stranded, so Jim had to go off in his Riley and ditched Kenton. All culminating in a sewage works in the dark, in a draw between both teams, putting an end to the friendly bird watching. Yes, so it's, it's all just kind of yeah. usual... Archersy nonsense. Insane competitiveness. Yeah. Right, so this is this week's. You ready? Yep. You know, I had such a strange experience this morning. Down in the Millennium Ward. Have you been to the magic mushrooms again? No, no, really. <laughs> no, listen. You know that little glade right in the middle? What do you think I saw down among the tree roots? Tell me. A little elf in grotto. What? Well, a grotto. Place where fairies live. It had a tiny oh. door. Well, that was But anyway, I know what that is anyway. I know what that is as well. Yeah. That's the first one that I've got. Yes. Ha! It doesn't seem that long ago, that one. No. But how lovely to hear oh, Jenny. No. Oh, I know. Ex- um, experience, experience. I can't remember how she said. Experience, experience, experience. <laughs> she said experienced in a funny way. Experience. I can't do it. Wish I could do her voice. Experience. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that is the end of the emails. Chats. Okay, thanks. Uh, so if you know what that was going on, what that yes. was going on in that what thing what I just played, yes. then please email us. Okay, now. I will, Lucy. We have exciting updates. We wanted to thank our lovely Patreons for being so patient with us while everything's been... Patient <laughs> Patreons. Patient yes. Patreons. So we're running a quiz for Woo-hoo! them. And we have an amazing prize to kick off. Our lovely friends at Spice Kitchen are giving one of our lucky Patreons a signed Spice Kitchen cookery book with over 80 recipes and a Yum. world spice tin... Ooh. That comes wrapped in a beautiful silk sari. Oh, exciting. Now, the Spice Kitchen founders were on you and yours earlier in the year. They really know their stuff. The recipes are amazing. I'm going to post pictures on Twitter of uh, what you can win. The tin has got in it all the spices that you need for garam masala, harissa, jerk, Chinese, razel hanout, tandoori masala, za'atar, Mexican and Sri Lankan curry powder, among other things. Yum. So that means that you can get cracking on the recipes straight away rather than trundling around saying it's really nice. I've just looked it up. Yeah, with the book in one hand and a confused look on your face. All you have to do to be in with a chance is to be a Patreon and you need to answer this simple question. What are the names of the brothers that started the Straw Crows? Oh, that's a good question. So to answer, you go to Patreon, click message... Don't put it in the comments, otherwise everyone else will see it and then you'll blow your own chance of winning. So click message. Mm -hmm. Tell us the names of the brothers that started the Straw Crows. Cooper will then pick a winner at random. Oh, you're going to have to print them all out? Yeah. And then put them in a hat? Yeah. And the lovely Spice Kitchen tin will be yours. Yay! Um, Cooper is planning on picking the winner on Friday lunchtime. So you need to get us your answer by 1pm on Friday UK time and you'll be in with a shout. That is great. Yep. Can I do it? No. No? You're not a Patreon. No, but I could sign up and be one. You could. But, but then it would be like, you know, family and friends when you're never allowed to do anything. 
We're never allowed to enter any ITV competitions. <laughs> the kids get really cross. <laughs> and Ooh, also Patreon, as if that was not enough, how do you feel about a Halloween Patreon Zoom? Yes, please, Lucy. Fancy dress? For I those also of feel you... like a spice kitchen Indian spice kit tin. Yeah, it's you're not really pretty. Yes, you're not having it. I know, but it does look nice. I know, it's lovely. Um, yes, please, to the Halloween Zoom. And you have to come dressed as your favourite dead archers character. Oh, God. Oh, God. I know who I'm going as. Okay. So further details to follow uh, via Patreon message. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to sort out a, a sensible date for everybody. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a strange... Um... Oh, yeah. No, first, we're crossing over to Radio Borchester. Where Febreze's special guest is Ruth. Oh, no. <laughs> Radio Borsetshire. Colin, Colin. I am taking control from now on. There have been a few incidents recently that have made me realise I am not living my best life. So, Graham has recommended some self-help books. The first one is The Seven Rabbits of Effective People. What? Habits? Oh, well, that makes more sense. Um, can you remind me to ring pets at home after show? No, not now. Oh, now. Oh, hello, hello, this is me, Fabrizio Frelpersham, looking like I have just stepped out of the salon, because I have. Today, we have on the show Mrs. Ruth Archer, who is coming to tell us about our eventful barn, which is like a barn, but have event. Hello, Mrs. Ruth Archer. Tell us about how the eventful barn happened and what events it will be eventing. Well, it's not really a vent-in. That's horses, I think. Dressage and that. It's not big enough for that. Shetland ponies, maybe, but they're too fat for dressage, aren't they? You seem a bit distracted, Mrs Ruth. Uh, well, yes, I'm just coming to terms with the fact that my daughter's popped out of the closet and she's been in there with my best friend. Well, my best friend this year, anyway. Next year, who knows? Usha's back now, so maybe she can be my best friend again. I'll bring an extra Kit Kat for her in my lunchbox and maybe she can come for tea. Ah, you are dealing with a newly gay end daughter and an events barn. That is complex. She hasn't been gay in the events barn, I don't think. But who knows what's going on? Me and David heard some funny noises from Rickyard, but we put it down to that really loud owl. Oh, so the gay and the events are not connected? No, I mean, we've no objection to gay events in the barn. It's a very open barn. Polyamorous, probably. Oh, I do not like polyamorous. It makes the Christmas card list a nightmare. All of this is very new to me, Febreze. I've had sex three times, got pregnant each time, and the last one was only because David lost his foot in coming off the bealer. This is a whole new world for me. Should I make it clear that the events born is gay to save people asking? I don't want to be like one of those cake people that won't make wedding cakes for lesbians. I mean, I won't make cakes for anyone, but that's not because I'm homophobic. It's because my cakes taste like muck. Plus, I've only just discovered we've got a fan oven now. My mother-in-law's gone into mute retirement. I think you are overthink this. 
Also, what about pronouns? Should I get some? I mean, David and I have always been we, us, but should we now be they, them? I think you already are they, them. Am we? Oh, this is so confusing, Febreze. No, it is not so confused, really not. Pip just want to wear North Face, sturdy shoe and browse camping catalogue with Stella. You don't need to change. She is still the same. You mean she still is sudden irritating? Of course. She will still be as self-obsessed and reluctant to look after her own child as she was before. I'll still get as irrationally ratty with her. Yes. Your total lack of self-control and anger management issues will remain unchanged. She is still your daughter, just your daughter with an healthy interest in Cagoon. Oh, Febreze, you don't know what a weight off my mind that is. I thought I was going to have to be understanding and patient, and you know that's not my forty. I know. The psycho is never far under the surface with you, Mrs. Ruth. But you can go about your busy, knowing that all is well. Oh, I have made myself a little bit crying now. I am like Oprah, but with better shoes and out of closet. That was very move. You didn't talk about the events barn, but who care? It is just a barn. Hire it if you want somewhere for an event with no style whatever. And do not worry about it being a gay barn. That is not an issue. I guarantee you will have absolutely no gay client, as it is cold, the lighting is horrible, and there is rat. Bye! Radio Borsetshire <laughs> Thank you very much Ruth and Febreze and in a in a completely unforeseen turn of <laughs> events that neither of us were expecting really uh Jazza uh ryan um who plays jasmine mccreary uh and jeff are now have now become <laughs> friends um and they're doing a little sweet. thing together oh, so sweet. I'm go- <laughs> That's a sweet romance i'm going to play that in now hello jeff here As most of our regular listeners will know, Ryan Kelly and his wife Sonia recently and unexpectedly lost one of their guide dogs, Harty. You may also know that I'm getting old and have always struggled with my weight, and now that I've entered the sniper's alley of my 50s, I'd already determined to do something about that once and for all. Spotting an opportunity to kill two birds with one stone, I decided that I'd ask people to sponsor me to get fit. It'll give me some very public accountability and raise money for a good cause. Here's Ryan to tell you why the Guide Dogs for the Blind Association will be the beneficiary of whatever I can raise. When you apply for a guide dog, it can take up to three and a half to four years to actually get your first dog. Even when you change over from guide dog to guide dog now, the minimum waiting time, the absolute minimum is 18 months. And that's even if your guide dog retires naturally at about 10 or 11. You generally have a guide dog for about eight years, provided everything goes well, provided nothing catastrophic happens. That's usually the average runtime for a guide dog. But after that, they obviously get a bit old. They get Because they're bigger dogs, they get arthritis and so on. Different things happen to them. And the average waiting time is two years, but the absolute minimum is 18 months. Sonia lost her guide dog my wife Sonia lost her guide dog when he was seven 
So that was because that was sudden. She, she could even be waiting a little bit longer. We just need to get the waiting list down as much as we can. And that's going to need help from you, sponsors and so on. And we need that to help getting the waiting list down. It's not going to happen overnight. It's probably not going to happen in the next five years. But with a bit of help from you, it could happen sooner rather than later. Thanks very much. Please sponsor me if you can. I've already lost 10 kilos or 22 pounds. And between now and Christmas, I'll do my best to lose another 22 kilos, taking my total weight loss to five stone. My Just Giving page is justgiving.com backslash page backslash Jeff Thomas. That's J-E-F-F fat burning fundraiser. All one word. That's justgiving.com backslash page backslash Jeff Thomas fat burning fundraiser all one word. We'll post the link on the Ambridge on the Couch Twitter account and we'll keep you regularly updated as to my progress. Please give generously. Between us, we can really do something to help. Thank you. So thank you very much, Jazza and Jeff, our our two (laughs) favourite little Scottish men. Um, (laughs) And as uh, Harriet and I were discussing earlier in great excitement, Yes. When they when he gives oh, the yes. fundraising money, <gasps> oh, this is this is too lucky to the guide dog association. They get to go and meet the guide dog puppies. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> unfair! <laughs> I really want to do that. Can we pretend that we are oh. Jazz around Jeff? We could just even if we just stay in the car and they bring them over to the window. Yeah, <laughs> we could just wave. That's fine. We'll be like Freddie in the car, not allowed yeah. out. Jodie's waving at him from across the green. <laughs> Bring me the puppy. I want the puppy. Closer, closer, closer. <laughs> I want to feel its wet nose. And they smell a little bit of wee. Of Andrex. Oh. Nice. Yes. Oh. Cute. Yes. So. Lots to look forward to <laughs> with all those updates. Puppy wee. You can win a spice tin and... Yes, and come as a dead person to a Zoom. <laughs> Shall um, I do this red bit? Yes. And then I better go back to my feral children. Yeah. Um, if you've enjoyed the show. <laughs> it seems unlikely, oh, to be honest, poor, but you know, poor, you might have done. Long, awkward pause. <laughs> Please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you like. Somewhere friendly, please. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter at on Ambridge. Febreze is at Fabulous Febreze or you can email us at Ambridge on the Couch at no yeah Ambridge on the Couch at gmail.com. I'm also on the first day that the kids went back to school, Lucy, I opened up my Shambridge's Instagram again <laughs> and was like, because I haven't been on it for months. And I wrote this like whole post because I was on a train going to Reading. So I had time on my hands. Wrote a whole post about like, oh, yay, summer holidays are finished. I've got loads of time on my hands. I'll be updating this every day. <laughs> that was it, wasn't it? You haven't touched it since. <laughs> I haven't touched it since. <laughs> And that was over two weeks ago. <laughs> but uh, if you oh. want to give me a follow at Shambridges somewhere on Instagram, I'll be back in a month. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. we're somewhere on the socials. Yeah, somewhere on the socials. Somewhere on the socials. <laughs> Have a hunt about. But that, it's that's good. good. That's what you call good marketing. We don't know where we are. Have a hunt about. Give us a good review. Yeah. Or just keep listening. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Any of those things. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. 
Uh, we are playing out. Oh, yes, Matt. With uh, Matt, who is, I don't know where he is now. He's in the <laughs> North Pole or something. Um, he's done, oh my God, this is the Eurovision National Anthem. Oh, wow. Yeah. Eurovision. A Eurovis- Eurovision. Eurovision. Yeah. As oh, in the okay. National, yes, sorry, the it. National Anthem of Eurovision. Um, do you want to listen or do you want to go and rescue no, your children? No, of course I want to listen. Okay. Brace, brace, brace. This is Good. not a drill. <laughs> hello, hello, it is me, Fabrizio Ferguson, <laughs> looking like I have just stepped out of the salon because... <laughs> Colin, Colin. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is very stylish. <laughs> oh. Happened to Matt. <laughs> Are you sure Febreze didn't produce that? <laughs> Do you know we, we this one cafe that we went to uh, in the morning used to have Greek soap operas playing, and most of the theme tunes sounded very, very similar to that. <laughs> That's not going on the Christmas album. Oh, maybe it should. Christmas number one, of course. Wow. Uh, Thanks, Matt. Christmas number one in Eurovision. <laughs> Thank you very Along much, with Matt. That, that hard techno beat, exhausted. One. Just you. I know you hated that one, didn't you? I like the the um. What was he called? DJ Big DJ. <laughs> DJ Freddy, Freddy P. DJ Freddy. What was it though? What was mm. the name that he got? Can't remember. I can't remember. DJ Freddy P. Mm. DJ Freddy Privilege. Yeah. Um. Right. Thanks, Matt. Uh, thank you very much, Matt. Thank you very much. Okay, yes. so uh, see you next week. Yes. Yeah, Good if luck not with before. The children. I've just remembered that it's Friday, isn't it? So it doesn't matter that they're slightly later. No, exactly. Exactly. Okay. I forgot that. I thought they were all going to have to be up at like seven o'clock tomorrow morning or something. Well, they will be anyway. Oh. <laughs> Do you love, life. love being a mother? <laughs> just stares blankly <laughs> down a lens. <laughs> One tear welling up. <laughs> anyway, right. okay. Cheers, bye. Lucy. Good luck, Patreons. I hope you get it. I hope you all oh, get yes. it right. Exciting. Yes. Bye. bye. Hello, hello. It is me, Fabrizio Ferguson, looking like I have just stepped out of the salon because. Colin, Colin. Yes. Oh, that is very stylish. Oh. 
Your Rhodesia is enough. My woohoo! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns.